Daftzadi Gimel. We're continuing at the end of the Agalata. We went through the 17 different uh, conversations between Rava and Rabba Bar Mori. So now we move on. On the same topic, though. Amar of Hanan, five lines down, on Tzadi Gimel. Amar of Hanan, Moiser Din al Chaveri, who Nenash Tchilav. Someone is Moiser Din la Shamayim al Chaveri. So he davens that his friend should be punished for something his friend does. So then what he's actually doing is he's being Pesach Midis Hadin. And once a person is Pesach Midis Hadin, it comes on him first, before it goes on to the person he wants it on. Shenemar, Vatimer Sarah Lavram Chamosia, the Achasar was angry at Avram. That he davened for her, she accused him when Hugger had the baby, and uh, sorry, I didn't have the baby. So she complained to Avram, why did she have a baby? You davened for her, you didn't daven for me. And that's why Sarah Davin died first. Because she was Pesach, Midas Adin, she was upset at Avram. It's an interesting thing. That's only if they should have gone to a Bezdin here, in the Mazet. Instead, she davened to Kurdish Baruch, then you have a Taina. But if you had no way to be I mean, Bedin or then you're allowed to be Mispal Kurdish Baruch on the other person. So, what's, what's the question from Sarah? Taisa is the main thing. Tap Taisa, we may Sarah, Bezdin shall shame Kayum, that she actually had some sort of real Taina she could have had against the Ramavinu, and she should have, instead of saying Hamas Yelech and Davening, she should have went to the Bezdin of Shame with whatever her Shalom Bayez Tainas were. Strange, Gemara, hard to understand, but that's what it says. Someone who davens and the person he's davening against, to both of them, but more to the person who starts the problem, meaning for the tzayik. As we see from Sarah, they both could get Whoever was Pesach, the Midas Adin, he's the one who gets Someone gives you a Klala, even if it's a real simple person, a person you don't think his Klala is significant, don't be makel on it. He gave a Klala to Sar, and a Taka happened. What happened? Shenemar, the Pesach says, after the end of the story, like we just quoted, uh, Avimelech gives presents to Avram, and then he says to Sarah, Well, the Sarah, Amar Hine Nasati, Elef so Rashi in the Torah and Uncles over there explains that what he was saying was, by giving you these presents, I'm showing that nothing really happened between us, and therefore nobody should have any chashash or anything happen, and this will be this will be for you for a proof that everybody else should see that nothing really happened between us. That's how we learn the Pasuk and the Torah. But here, the Gemara brings a different Jerusha. He said, You played along with Avram's, Avram's plan here. And you didn't tell me you were married. You told me you were a sister. And that caused me to fall into the, to be Nikshal and all the Tsar, as we saw. He davened that she should have children that were blind. And it worked. So you see, the Gemara is darshing the connection between these two Sipur. You should be from the people being chased and not from the chasers. The people, the bird that is the most chased after by other birds is the tar and the benayayna, the doves, the pigeons. And who chases after them? Eagles, falcons, whatever. Which one do we bring as a carbon? The pigeons. We don't bring the falcons and the things as a carbon. So it's better to be chased than to be the chaser. Continues back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah had said, Haimer Sima Sene. The Mishnah is an interesting halacha. The Mishnah had said, Haimer Sima Sene Kotis Yadi Shavar Sragli. 
So you tell someone else to cut off your, to blind you, cut off your high hand, whatever, you're going to be chayev. If you say almanas lifter, still then, you're going to be chayev anyways. But, if you tell someone to break your kalim, and you don't say almanas lifter, then you're going to be chayev. If you say almanas lifter, you're going to be potter. So the almanas lifter helps when you're breaking kalim or, or something physical, but it does not help by when you're asking someone to cause you, cause you damage to the butt, to your goof. Says, so, what's the difference? What's the difference between these two alochas? Why by, by a, uh, it's a goof, but it's a tsar, not tsar, by a nezek, a goof. Amanas lifter does not seem to help, whereas by nezek, amanas lifter does seem to help. So Rava said, I'll tell you what, a person's not Michael on something on his goof. He's not Michael on things on his goof. And if he's not Michael on things on his goof, even if he says he's Michael, he's not really Michael. So according to that, what about Tsar? What about if it's not a Nezek on your goof? What if it's Tsar on your goof? The Bryce says, he can't eat Pitsani, I'm a lifter, Potter. Over there, it could be Pitsani, Pitsani could be Nezek, but it also includes Tsar. And you see, I'm a lifter over in the Mishnah says, and the Bryce says, you're potter. So, if you want to touch up, it's talking about tsar, but according to you, that the whole Nakud is, if it happens to your goof, you don't really mean to be, to be Michael, whereas if it happens to your Nechassim do, so then why by tsar are you potter? Zishtik, get an answer. Amar Midi Shmielach, do you have any tarots? So he says, yes, a few different, there's a few different Mahalachim to answer this stirrup. Amar Lehi, Hachem Rav Sheshes, Mishim Pagam No. He said, the truth is, the person who is Nifka could be Michael. You could be Michael even on the, the Nezek that a person has on his arm or his leg. That's fine. The problem is, when a person gets injured physically, not Tsar, but a person gets injured physically, cutting off his hand, the thing, it doesn't just affect him, it affects the Mishpacha as well. And if it affects the Mishpacha as well, again, not at the Nezek level, but at least on some sort of effectual thing, and therefore you cannot really be Michael such a thing. Such a thing. It's not really a Tsar, it's probably more like a Boishas kind of thing, that it affects other people, but it affects them. And if it affects them, you have no right to be Michael. Now, it's an interesting question that Mepharshim discuss over here. What is the nature of the Mechila over here? Is the nature of Mechila that you damage me, you owe me money, I'm Michael the money? That's one way to look at it. Or, I'm being Michael that it was Ke'ilu, you never damaged me in the first place. From the fact that we're taking Pagam Mishpacha into this, so there's two ways to understand Pagam Mishpacha. Is Pagam Mishpacha mean that he's not allowed to be Michael for everybody else? Or is Pagam Mishpacha mean that he mustam won't? Because it's affecting other people. And they'll say, you're crazy. What are you being Michael for? Uh. So if you say he's not allowed, that would only make sense if you're saying that the Peshat is that he's Michael at Lechatchila, that it was never a Hezek. Because if it's just a financial issue, then what do you mean he's not allowed? Why can't he be? So the, the other way to learn it is that, no, Pekamash Pachat doesn't mean he's not allowed to be Michael, but that he just won't. It just won't happen. And therefore, even though he said he is, he doesn't really mean it, and therefore he's going to be Chayv. That's Rav Oishi, that is Rav Sheshit's way of explaining it. And Itmar Rav Oishi also says, Mishun Pekamash Pachat, that was that same point. They're affected, Ru- right? they're affected by a person who doesn't have a hand or a leg. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, so they are affected. I understand, but it's not a nezek. It's not something you can put a value on. It's not a nezek. If anything, it's maybe like a, a gram boishas or something like that. It's like a gram boishas, but enough. Rava Amar Mishum She'ena the Meichal Rashi Varm Shalai. Rava says no. Physical cutting off the hand, cutting off the foot. That a person's not Meichal. And even if you say it, you don't really mean it. But Tsar... It's not the same. All right, as Rashi says, uh, By a tsar, you are being Michael. So even though the Bryce says, by, the Mishnah said, by physical damage, you're not Michael, even if you say you are, but by tsar, maybe you are.
That's the second text. says everything is in context. Yechon says we're not talking about where we said Potter. He's talking about where there was a conversation. He said Sima Saini. He said you should blind me. He said am I going to be Potter? And he said Hain. Now what does Hain mean? Right? In English, the same thing. Sometimes yes means no. Sometimes no means yes. You need to know the intonation of the way he said it. He said, am I going to be pot? He says, yes? Like, for sure not. Of course you're going to be chayv. Or you can mean yes. And when you say, am I going to be pot? And he says, no. He could mean no means you're not pot. Or it could mean no means, of course you're pot. I'm using it as a bitmia, as we would say. So it depends on the context of the question and answer. That's what Rabbi Yechon says the Pshat in these prices. He says, shu kolav yeshlav shu And tanya yamyochi. He said, you hit me. Now, the way the Rashi explains this means, it's Hadi Kanipatsani. Then the guy says, Al Manas Lifter? Am I going to be Potter? It's not that the, the Nizik says to the Mazik, hit me, Al Manas Lifter. Nizik says to the Mazik, hit me. The Mazik says, Al Manas Lifter? And then if you're Amaloi, hey. And he says, yes, it depends. So then you say, even though he said, hey, he really didn't mean it because there's no reason you really mean it. He says, Chorus Ksusi, I'm an Aslifter. But if he says, Chorus Ksusi, rip my big at him. So I'm an Aslifter, but I'm going to be Potter. And he says, No. Because then Ristami did meant it. Now, really, the answer is, Rashi says, that it depends on the context of every individual conversation. Sometimes by a physical goof, you really mean that it's fine. And sometimes by Begodim, you really mean that it's not fine. It really depends. Just typically speaking, by a goof, when you say it's fine, you don't mean it's fine. And by Begodim, when you say it is fi- when it's not, not fine. fine, you really mean it is fine. So that's the typical case. And that's why the Bryce and the Mishnah said it the way. But Lavdav Kizatalach, it just depends in each case, the context. The next halacha the Mishnah said was Shavar Eskadi Koroskusi, you're going to be Chayv. So I give you something, sounds like I'm giving it to you to watch, you borrow it or whatever, and I tell you to smash it. So if I, if I say Amanas Liftar, then we said you're fine. But if you don't say Amanas Liftar, then even though I told you to do it, you're going to be Chayv. That was clear. Says the Gemara, but it's not true of Ramini. We have a Braisa. The Braisa quotes the Pasik. The Pasik says, Be'echa Shmir. Ki'itin Isha, Eu Kesef, Akelem Lishmar, Ve'gunav, Ve'esa Ish, Mimotzi, Yagan, Fishalim Shlaim, there's a den of Kefal, and then Tayin Tan. But it says, Why does a Pasuk have to say Lishmar? Says the Gemara, Darshan Brice, Darshan Lishmar, Volay la Abed, Lishmar, Volay la Kroya, Lishmar, Volay la Chalak la Niam. That the only time you're Chayav as a Shimer, whatever Din Shimer you're Chayav on, Pshia, Geneva Veda, whatever it is, is if he gives it to you to protect. But if I give it to you la Abed, I say here, I don't care what happens. Just throw it in the garbage. Or Lecrae, I tell you, Lechatchila, rip it up. Or Lechmarvelechakanim, I tell you, I, don't give it back to me. Give it to Tzedakah when you're done. In all those cases, you're not chayv as a shomer. It's affected Gemara. How can I Mishnah say when he says, rip it up, you're going to be chayv if you don't say, I'm an asliftar. We see there's no din shmir whatsoever. So why should you be chayv? So Amar Avuna, like Kasha. He says, maybe the difference is, did he already receive it? If I say this to you before I give it to you, so then, you're going to be putter. Because you took it, I'm an that you're going to be totally putter. But if once you take it, and now I go ahead and say this, then it's too bad you're already going to be a shame. Oh, yeah. says, is that true? Amalei Rabbah, uh, Amalei Rabbah, Lishmar is the Asiliyadeh Mashmar. But the Pasuk says Lishmar is clearly talking about once you already have it. And it's saying even though you already have it, if you have it Lishmar, then you're going to be Chayev. But if I say it's not Lishmar, you're going to be Potter. So that can't be the Nafkamina. Elamar Rabbah, Hava, Asiliyadeh, even if you do have it. Well, Kasha, Asiliyadeh, Betar, Shmir, Asiliyadeh, Betar, Shkriya. The question is, 
were you ever makab? Once you're makabel the shmirah and you got it, then already it's too late. But if you're not, if you were never makabel the shmirah in the first place and you got it to give away totally, then in a you're going to be totally putter and you're not going to be chayv as a shem. The first answer was you have to say that you have, well. Tyson's debates exactly how you read it. By the way, Rashi seems to say it is. Look in Rashi. Look at the scene in Rashi. Rashi says, If you didn't say even if it came you're still going to be here. We're saying, no. Once it came no matter what, you're going to be put. If you look at the bottom Tyson, he goes back and forth on how exactly to read the Shaka but that's what he says. So a guy came with Staka, a wallet full of money to give to the Aniyam. Now, at one point we didn't point out in Rashi, Rashi mentioned already that in the case where we said the Chalak Laniyam, you're not going to be chayef to give it back to the Balabayas, because the Balabayas said, I'm going to ask to give it away. You're not chayef to give it to the Aniyam, because the Aniyam is called Mamun Sha'in Right? There's no single Oni that can ask the Shemit to pay him up. Fine. Says more. What about this case? He gave it to a certain guy to watch the money of Tzlaka. The guy did not do a good job. Also, they stole it. Either he was chayv because he's a parshaya, or maybe he was a shamer sacher. Whatever is, he's chayv. In this case, because you were never makabel shmir, it was it was totally potter. It was to give to somebody else. They get what we call a stipend. They get a monthly amount of tzedakah, and if each ani has a tavia, that money is already considered the ani's money. And therefore, you're not lishmar for the balabais and the but you're lishmar for the ani. And if you lishmar for the ani, that's why Yosef said he has to pay. He has to pay back to the ani. Okay, new parak. New parak is going to take us a while now. A whole other discussion. And that's getting back to Hilchas Gzela and paying up. The pasuk says the Heishev is a Gzela Asher Gozal, which means that you have to if you steal an object, if you have the object, of course you have to pay it back. If it's in if it's in perfect condition, you didn't touch it, it didn't change, no problem. You have to give it back. If the object is gone, totally gone, then there's no question. You have to pay the value back to the owner you stole it from. What if the object exists? But it's in a different form than when you stole it. Might be better, might be worse, might have changed in one way, changed in another way. That's going to be the, the halach of Amisha, what we call shinui. So something changed. The object exists, but in a different form. So Amisha, for instance, if you steal wood and you build it into a box, or tzemer vasabagadim, you steal wool and you make it into a sweater. So Mishalim Kishas Hagzelah. So Mishra says the halacha we normally have called Shinui Kona. Shinui Kona says that the Gazlin gets the Shvach. The Gazlin owns the box now. And all these Mechaev, even though a box is worth more than the raw wood, a sweater is worth more than the raw wool, but Lamaisa, the Gazlin does not have to pay back the sweater. He does not have to pay back the box. He has to pay the value of the wood in its raw form, the value of the wool in its raw form, and he gets to keep, he gets to keep this new stuff. Why? <laughs> the Gemara never really gives a good reason for it. The, we're going to have a few cases where the Gemara talks about the Rabbanon, etc. So, is one reason. That's one reason, that's a Rabbanon reason. But on the Raisa level, the Raisa level, it seems to be the Mepharshim discussed one of two understandings of it. One understanding is based on the point that the only reason a Ganef does not, and no, the Ganef took something. So there's a concept that if you took it, you it's yours, like, Possession is sort of ownership. The only thing that's preventing the Ghana from keeping it is the fact that the Torah says, Ve'eshev is a Asher Gozal. You can't keep it. Once there's a din that Asher Gozal says you don't have to return the object because it's changed, then the male, the Ghana keeps it. 
In other words, the Kenyan is from the fact that he does not have to return it. That's one way the Farshim say it. Another way, which is a little more difficult to wrap your head around a little bit, is, I think of Moshe, so Moshe Feinstein says this, other Farshim say this, is, when you have, let's say, uh, wool, and you make it into a sweater, or you have wood, and you make it into a box, or you have a, a cow, and it gives birth. Okay, that's the simplest case. You have a cow, and it gives birth. Okay. Why do you own the calf? Why? You make a Kenyan on the calf? Is that... Why, why is that calf yours? Why is the sweater made from your wool yours? It's not wool. The wool you owned, this is something different. This is a sweater. It's a totally different object we're saying now. Why do you own it at all? Right? Or, I think to go really extreme, when a fruit grows from your tree, why do you own that fruit? I own the tree. I, I did. But, but so what? That's not a Kenyan. Where's the Kenyan? Where's the ownership? Because it comes out of the tree, so it's mine. Why? Because the tree is mine. So what? Totsa, the tree is mine too. Why? Why We're, not? Because it's mine. But that's not. But it's the tree is yours. This is something new, and we know it's new because we know Shinu Kaina. That that's something that happens. So what? And it happens naturally. So if something happens. For, first of all, this sweater, is. But this is not natural. Okay, sweater is not natural. Sweater not, the no, sweater is fine. Okay, so uh, maybe you don't like my example of the fruit from the tree, but it's the right. same point. Okay, what is the nature of that Kenyan? So the first one say that Anichanami. The, the nature of that Kenyan is it's because it's Bereshusai. It came from something that's Bereshusai. Anything in your Rishus, you own. Okay, not physically like in your yard, like if it happened with Rabin, but if the animal is your Rishus, and therefore the Vlad that comes from it is considered yours. Okay, but just an alumnus perspective. So therefore, if someone steals that animal when it gives birth, or someone takes that wool and makes it into a sweater, it's not in your Rishus. Remember, we've said many times, when a stolen object is not considered in your Rishus. It's considered Shalai Vashen and Whose Rishus is it in? The Ganif. So the new thing that is created here now is actually belongs to the Ganif. And that's the nature of Shinika. It's a very lumdisha svar. I like to say it over because it's, it's, a, it's a thing. So therefore, says the Gemara in this case. I would case, say the difference between Domeim and Achai anyway. Maybe. You could say that. You could, no, well, again, we're going to see in a second I knot. But domain. you're going to see in a second knot. Okay. It continues the Mishnah. Rachel to Una v'gazza. If you have a, a, a sheep that had full wool on it and you shear it off. Misham to Mishalev. Oh, I'm sorry. Skip skipped on. Para. Gazel para mubaris v'yolda. You stole a pregnant cow and it gave birth. Mamashar case that I talked about. Rachel to Una v'gazza. Misham to me para imedis Obviously, a, a calf and a cow together are worth, meaning born already, is worth more than a pregnant cow. A, a raw wool and a sheep that's already shorn is worth more than the sheep with the shear on it. And Ichanami, that new shvach is owned by the gazlin, and he only has to pay back the original value. And, of course, the next pregnant case is cow. simple. But what? I pay back a pregnant cow. He has to pay the value of the cow. He has to give back the cow. Plus the pregnant. Pre- well, doesn't have to give value. it back pregnant. No, no I, the meant, value. I meant the value. Yes, yes, a hundred percent, hundred percent. That's what it says. Para imedes liyodin. Gazo para v'nisabra at slaviyolda. What about a second case where you stole a para? It was not pregnant. It got pregnant by the gazlin and it gave birth. Or rachav v'tanav at slaviyogaza. It grew the wool until they caught him. So they're for sure. That the, the third case is even less a chiddush than the second case. Here it was totally nothing to do with the gazlin. Okay, wait a second. Amri, what's the case in the Mishnah? The Mishnah seemed to be a case where you took wood and you made it into a kli. That's a big shinui. Big shinui. Amri, ate some of kalim in shifan loy. What if you just took the wood and you, you, you sanded it down? So you made it smooth, but you didn't make it into a kli. It's mashma for our Mishnah, that's not good enough. Because that's still the original piece of wood. Or Tzemer Vasem Begodim is in, live not if you just bleach it, 
Not. It's mashra. Just changing the color of it where the object itself didn't change form is not a good kinyan. For Aminu, we have a price. This is the opposite. Gazal eats and vishifan. Avon and vishifan. If you have stones and you like smooth them out to make them into bricks. Tzem ever lived on pishta veniko. Mishalim kishasek zera. That's also a change. And a smooth board is worth more than a unsmooth board, and therefore you only have to, it's already, and the Bryce is saying it's considered changed, and therefore you, the Gazan, don't have to pay, give back the smooth board, you give back the value of the raw board. So you see that even a smaller Kenyan, a smaller Shinui is a Kenyan. So why does our mission talk about big changes? The Bryce talks about smaller changes. There's a difference. Because while, yes, our Mishnah's changes are more significant changes, when you take wood and you build a box out of it, as opposed to wood when you just sand it down, so the Mishnah's changes are more significant, but there's a worse side to the Mishnah's changes. And that is the Mishnah's changes are reversible. Whereas the Bryce's changes are not reversible. When you take a piece of wood that's raw and you sand it down, it's never going back to a raw piece of wood. When you take a piece of wood and it's already sanded down and you knock it up and make it into a box, you take the nails out and make it back to a piece of wood. It's already cut. I don't care about... The cutting is not significant. Someone else asked me that. Cutting, we don't care about. What they about is the, is the formation of a clee by just knocking these pieces of wood together is reversible. And therefore it's reversible, says the Gemara. Derisa says a buyer that should not be a shinu kind at all. That is still Asher Gazel. You can't tell me this is not Asher Gazel. It's reversible. And therefore, says Abaya, Tani Dan Katani Shini Dirabonan Dehadra. Dirabonan, as we'll see tomorrow, Takanas Ashavim, etc. We don't want you to have to go through too much trouble to return it. So we say you all can pay Asher Gazel in that case as well. The Kolshken Shini Dirabonan, so meaning, Eitzim Vasan Kalim. What's the case in Amish of Eitzim and Kalim? The Eitzim the Mushapit. They were already sanded down. You didn't do any of the sanding in our Mishnah. In our Havamina, we thought you took the raw wood, you sanded it down and made it into a clay. The Bryce said, you don't have to go that far just sanding it. Terence says, no, our Mishnah was already sanded. You just now and made it into a box of some sort. My new Nisarim, the Shinid the Hadal Briasu. It's already, it, it's reversible. Do you buy mashlaflu? You can just take apart the box and you have wood. Tzemer Rasa Magadim, but Tzemer Tavoy was already spun. The shini da the briasu the boy sosalei v'koshkin shini the rice. The bride's talking about not raw wool that you spun and dyed and that, and then you made it into a sweater. No, you stole already yarn and you made it into a sweater. Well, you just pull one little string and the whole sweater comes apart, right? So then it just can go back to yarn. So that would not be a shini da rice. That would only be a shini da abanan. The tana brah shini da rice katani shini da abanan like katani. The bride wanted to tell you a case of shini da rice. As we told you a less significant but irreversible change. Whereas Amisha is telling you, a bigger chedesh, a that a reversible, but it's more significant, that also counts. That's the way Abai explains. No, but well, it could get, it could get, Change again, but we're focusing. We're not up to par. We'll get up to the par later. Leave the par alone for now. We're going on the ratio first by the case of the wood. We'll get to the par case later. Ravashi Amar Tana Didon Nami Shina Deraisa Katani. No, Ravashi says they're all talking about Shina Deraisa because that either either because Ravashi doesn't hold it as Din Derabanan or he holds that the Brisa and the Mishnah are talking about Dine Deraisa. Oh, so that means that you went ahead and you made a significant, a significant irreversible change. 
So what's takap shot in the Mishnah? Why do you have to make it into a box? Shaving it down is good enough. The katani eights of us and kalim is buchnoi and echnami. We're not talking about where you made a kli by knocking piece, nails into a wood. We're talking about you made a kli by sanding it a little bit. A buchnoi is like a, a mortar that you use to grind, uh, that you use to grind tavlinim. It's called a mortar and a pestle, that little piece of, uh, usually stone. Could be wood as well. So it's not something you build. It's just something you form out of the piece of wood. So A, it's irreversible. But it's still a clea now. And that's all it meant. When it said a clea, it didn't mean a giant box. That's not the point. It's a clea that is that you shaved it down. Tani dan namishin the rice katani, eight samasakelim buchnoi danu shifon, semabas begotten is namti. It's talking about a case where you made it into felt. Felt is nanushin the hodder. Even though spinning wool or taking wool that's already spun and making it into a sweater, enichanami is reversible, as we said. But taking taking this wool and smashing it together and like pushing it together makes what we call felt. That was what they used to use in those days. Nowadays, felt's made out of junk. But those days, you can make felt out of wool as well. And that is also it's irreversible. It's irreversible. It's not a significant change like the Bryce was talking about, but it's irreversible. And therefore, that would also be a case of the rice. The Mark goes on a tangent here first before we get back to the other case in the Mishnah. And that is, we had mentioned in the Brisa that one of the ways you can make an irreversible type of Kenyan Daraisa was to, da, to bleach, Libun, to bleach the wool. Is bleaching it. Now remember, bleaching it, you're not really adding anything onto the wool. You're cleaning it. You're taking off the impurities and taking off the dirt or whatever it is. So is that enough of a shinu to be considered a shinu to make a kinyan here? For Amin, we have a brais. So now the brais is, is switching gears to the halacha of Rashi's Hagez. The halacha of Rashi's Hagez is that you shear the sheep, you take the wool, and you have to give some of it to the kayin. Okay? There's a minimum amount of wool you need to start with. We'll see in a second. You have to have five sheep. Each one has to give a mano pras. And then if they have those five sheep, each one gives a mano pras, then you give somewhat, some of it, it's not clear, the shear here, of to a kayin. Now, what if you change that wool before you give it to the kite. So the Bryce says, If you dye it, you make it a different color. So pata, you're pata, I guess. Some of Farshim say because it's considered stealing, and now you've stolen it. Other of Farshim say because it's not gez anymore. Right? It's rejus agez is by definition the raw material. Once you've now changed it, just like by exhaling, you changed it, so we're going to have the same halachas of changing. So once you've changed it now, what is considered changing? Says the Bryce, if you dyed it, make it a different color, that's changing it. Livnai, the lights of if you just bleached it, chayip, then you still have rejus agez. So you see exactly, not like the Brysa. Our Brysa says bleaching it is a shinu of Agineva. Over here, the Brysa says dyeing it is a shinu, but bleaching it is not. Dying it is. Bleaching is not so clear. Right? So if you change the wool by spinning it or combing it, etc., then it's not going to be stiff. It's not part of Rashi's, I guess. This is talking about when you did it before you had enough. So whatever you already changed before you had enough shear there doesn't count. Live no. That everybody agrees to. Live no. If you bleach it. So we see a machlaikas over here. The Reb Shimon says that bleaching it is a shinoi. The Chum say bleaching it is not a shinoi. And therefore, in the Bryson before said by stealing, bleaching it is a shinoi. That is shitas Reb Shimon. But Nechama shitas Rabbanon is that bleaching it is not a shinoi.
First hair. That's a bayah. Rav Amahavar Abshimin. They both be according to Abshimin. Abshimin had said bleaching it is not a shinui. I'm sorry, ain't mitzarf. Bleaching it is a shinui. Right? He said, Livnai ain't mitzarf. Bleaching it is a shinui. So what, why does our Brysa say before not? Says the Gemara. Because So how can Abshimin say that Livnai is still chayiv if here he says Livnai is there's different types of livnai. There's one livnai where you can comb it professionally, and one livnai where you where you comb out the stuff not so professionally. So it depends how white you make it. It depends how you bleach it. If you bleach it with a certain type of lye, or if you bleach it with a different type of lye, but it depends how white you make it. So what we're coming out here is that we have a mach- we do have a machlekes. Everybody agrees there's a machlekes. The Chachamim say bleaching it is nothing, and Shimon says bleaching it could be significant. It depends on the type of bleaching you do, and therefore. By Rishnagez and by Gezela, if you do bleaching, so according to the Chaman, bleaching is nothing. According to Reb Shimon, some bleachings do count, some bleachings don't count. So there's no, wait a second, hold on. Hashti Yeshem. So what are we seeing here? The Brisa, right? The Brisa which said bleaching does not count. Livnei v'loit zavai is going to be chayiv, right? So we said, according to Rav, it's going going to shit to Reb Shimon. Goes according to Shittas of Shimon, and even though Reb Shimon said bleaching counts, that's talking about a weaker type of bleaching. But that Brysa clearly said dyeing it, changing its color, does count. So, but that's true. Reb Shimon doesn't agree. It says, Gemara Hashti Yeshem at Sevel Reb Shimon Loyavishinui, Libun Havishang, and bring you another Brysa. Reb Shimon Beferish says that even dyeing it doesn't count. And the Gemara is assuming that dyeing is more of a significant than bleaching. Because dyeing changes the color, bleaching just lightens it. So if you could tell me now, if Shimon says that lightning sometimes works, but I'm going to prove to you if Shimon holds seven not. The Sanya raises, I guess, Risha, Gaza's Risha and Risha Vitzava. You do a little bit and you color it. Risha, Risha Vitzava, Risha, Risha Ragar, aim at Starf. Because the, the dying of it makes it already separate and it's not considered part of the shear. If Shimon, you do, I remember Shimon, Shimon, Tzava, Emet Starf. That even if you dye it in colors, it works. So now it makes no sense. You tell me now, now if you want to tell me if Shimon holds nothing of it works, fine. So then nothing works. Not dying it and not bleaching it. But now you tell me that bleaching sometimes works, bleaching sometimes doesn't work. But dying never works. So that doesn't make any sense. According to one sheet, uh, he holds both could work, and according to the other one, he says both could not work. They're not arguing about what Rabbi Shimon said. Demar brings here another point. That till now we've been assuming dying is more significant because changing the color is more significant than just cleaning it. But on the other hand, changing the color is less significant because changing the color you can take off. Once you bleach it, you can't make it back dirty. It just doesn't make it. It doesn't happen that way. And therefore, since you could take it off by using a type of detergent to take off the dye color. So therefore, on that sense, some, you, could, you could very well I'm have probably. a shita. You could very well have a shita that says, dyeing it is not a shinui because it's reversible. Whereas libun, again, if you do significant libun, significant libun would be a shinui because it is not reversible. Oh, before we said by tzavoy, also, it could be significant. There is certain type of dye, which is like that type of color, that is irreversible. So according to Rava, what we're saying is, it really, according to Shimon, it depends on how reversible it is or not. If it is reversible, 
then 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 maybe then not. But if it's irreversible, white or colored, then echami, that's what it would be. So we could come out Lamaisa that we, we have we have Machalikis of Shimon and Rabbanan, and, and we have Machalikis of Bayrava, whether that or how that machine applies. But everybody seems to be agreeing over here. Right, and this is going to be significant for tomorrow's daf. That a shinui that you make makes a difference. The only question is, what's the nature of that shinui? Does bleaching help? Does dyeing help? What what is considered a shinui? What the gemara is about to say that we could start we'll start here tomorrow is that it could be you could look at it as that Rabbi Shimon or Shimon Yehuda at least are also saying that shinui ain't a koina. That the only way to make not not totally not koina, but to make a shinoi that is kind, you need a very significant type of shinoi. A weaker type of change will not be enough to make a significant kinyin. Yeah, by Geneva, we'll see a mitzvah shem tomorrow.